Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would, or this song. Have you up under my arm? You got it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's great, Mike. So Amazing. This song. so much better when he was singing. <laughs> well, I just wanted to. <laughs> Feel your body starting to ter- deteriorate because of age, Mr. Posner. Yeah, I'm 33, <laughs> dog. <laughs> oh no, that's young though, Mike. Yeah, relative, but relative to the rest of my life, it's old. Well, recently <laughs> I'm the oldest I ever been. You've been here. You, you ever throw that back out after making love? Like that didn't used to happen, man. I, I can't like- even. I can't even walk downstairs. Man. <laughs> I'm 36. Oh, you uh, geriatric gentleman! <laughs> Happy to be know. sandwiched between you. Yeah, man, I uh, I definitely feel it, bro. Look, hey, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one <laughs> podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. If you're not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button, or don't. It's whatever you know. We're here to provide you with a weekly dose of entertainment, good conversation, and hopefully you take uh, something from from anything we talk about. We a vacuum salesman now? I don't know. Listen, we got Mike Posner. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mike Posner with us today here in Puerto Rico. Thank you. You you you're amazing, Mike. You texted me this morning. You're like, hey man, want to go for a run and a workout before the podcast? I, know I didn't do it, by the way. I ran out of time. Oh, maybe. Oh, we went the wrong way from the airport. Ooh, yeah. Did you come directly from the airport here? No, no. But I'm gonna get that run after this. Okay, you're gonna do it, bro. You got. You got the gym set up pretty good. Do you want to use my facilities? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Of course. I'm more than welcome to. And ironically, I, I know what to do with all those punching bags and all that stuff. I though. could run you through a little, <laughs> a little workout. Dude, you're doing it all. You're really, you're really, you're really amazing, man. Your energy's so great. Kevin, our videographer, said when he came to pick us up because you arrived here before we did. Sorry about that. No, no, I was a little bit early. So <laughs> he, it's all good. He said, he said, dude, he's amazing. You know, you he, not. He's I like, think he, you got a great team around. You think the same about Kevin and Caleb? I was getting to talk to behind the cameras. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think you surrounded yourself with some good. I felt the same about them. Do you, yeah. do you ever have uh, any negative thoughts or is it just all like pleasantries? <laughs> dude, because when I kidding? saw you, you, dude, you walked up to me, you were smiling, you had an acoustic guitar in your hand. I think you were singing Kumbaya, to be honest with you. Like, do you ever have like any negative thoughts? Or- yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you ever hear somebody say like, if you, if you see someone teaching yoga, like that person needs yoga. Yeah. Like, that's, that's me, man. You know? So I'm, I'm like, I'm into meditation and positive thinking, but um my default mode is is the opposite you know you want to kill everybody <laughs> not that that hard <laughs> but it's more of like uh <laughs> 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 this motherfucker. yeah <laughs> you know uh no nah, but it's more of like a um a resignation and i think a lot of people and maybe some of the guys on the couch behind the camera but certainly some of the people listening know what it's like to wake up and just feel resign or withdraw from life uh sort of a a, a, a a almost below the surface feeling of like I, I i gotta do this but i shouldn't have to mm. that like that relationship mm. towards your own life and uh 
that that's how I wake up, you know, most mornings. Mm. And, uh, you know, we can talk about some of the, the adventures I've gotten into, but th those were like, those were like reasons to get, make me feel inspired about my own life. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know but had you not before, Mike, because this is where it's so fascinating. You, you, you have an amazing and very successful music career at the highest level. Yeah. Um, some of your song uh, took a pill and, and a bee, uh, like, hey, like, you guys yeah, go on I tour. I always wanted to know how that day ended up. Did you actually the take the pill? Day. Yeah. Did you do it because you wanted to feel cool? Like, what was that? What yeah. Was the actual we can we can sidebar that and then go back to your train. But uh, um, that song came about. You know, the 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 version that's a hit is a remix. Yeah. And the original song is a basically an acoustic song, and it's. It's very sad. Did you write it for Justin Bieber? No. Okay. I wrote Boyfriend for Justin Bieber. I knew that. Bieber. I knew yeah. that. Uh, I Took a Pill in Ibiza is a song that um, you can't you can sell to anybody. You know, it's like the first few lines are, I took a pill in Ibiza, in Ibiza to show Avicii I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt 10 years older, but fuck it, it was something to do. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to pitch that to someone else because it only happened to me. <laughs> yeah, but the story was that basically like... That was a dumbass fucking... No, but, no, but also I'll back <laughs> you up a little bit. A dumbass. I, I assure you there's some a few people at least that can relate to that. Yeah, you know, maybe. yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you. No, 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 no. Fuck Dylan, my producer, bro. He he wrote, 2016, I took a pill in the bees is one of the biggest songs in the world. And the first thing is Bieber passed on this. No, no, no. Fuck you, no. Dylan. Dylan. I he, swear Dylan, to God. I thought we I'm, fired him after the <laughs> Island Boys episode. We should have. No. I gave can't. him a chance because he brought me the Polaroid. on any projects that you wanted him to work on? Um, no. Him, yeah, we did. We did the, the boyfriend to record together. But basically, the story of that song was I, my first. I, I went to college, uh, Duke University. I know you some Ohio boys. I was talking oh, to, yeah. to to Caleb and I toured a lot, a lot in Ohio, but that's sort of besides the point when I first started. And uh, I wrote this song in my dorm room. It was called Cooler Than Me. Mm. If I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would or this have song. you up under my arm. You got it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's great, Mike. So Amazing. This song it was so much better when he was singing. This well, I just wanted to. <laughs> You sound, he sounded like a singer. You sounded like the people in the crowd at the DJ party. They're already fucked up. They're, so sorry. So sorry. It's all good. You were saying? I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, for the record. Because uh, he meditates. This song, this song came out as this giant hit. And uh, I thought, well, that's just what happens when I put out songs. Like, it's my first single. And it's big, you know. And uh, I'm like touring around the world, taking my shirt off at shows, making more money than I deserve. And then strange thing happened. Uh, I put out another song after that and it like wasn't really a hit. And then the next one after that sort of like was even less of a hit. And, and this trend sort of just continued until my career was considered all the way over. Do you, and, would uh, you say you fell off? Cause that's the terminology. Fell off. Yeah. yeah. Fell off hard. And, um, people, you know, called me a one hit wonder, which always hurt, but I guess on paper it was true at the time. I had only had one hit. Mm. And uh I went from being this this young, cool guy who's like I said, taking my shirt off at <laughs> shows to like just being at home in LA. I'd made made a little bit of money, but the calendar was empty and there was nothing to do. And um that's what I took a pill in Ibiza is about. I said, I'm just a singer who already blew his shot. I get along with old timers because my name's a reminder of a pop song people forgot. And uh, 
Avicii, bless his heart, man, he uh, he always fucked with me. Like when I was coming up in college, he sent me levels. I don't know if you guys the most important. It wasn't out song yet. Ever. He sent it to me. He's like, "Yo, can you write something to this?" I tried like three times. Like I wrote a bunch of shit. It wasn't good. He he ended up using the whoa. Sometimes I get it, but he used that <laughs> instead, and it was perfect. But point being, he didn't. He never cared. Unlike almost everybody in the music industry, he never cared if I was number one or number a million. And so in this period where I'm sitting at home with the empty calendar, he asked me to work on his uh, on his album. Mm. And he lived in Sweden at the time. So I flew there and I figured, you know, if I'm going to fly all the way there, like I'm going to make a little trip out of it. And I knew he had some shows coming up in Ibiza. So we worked in a studio a few days and I said, hey, man, can I go to Ibiza? Can I go to your show in Ibiza? He was like, yeah, yeah. And um I went there like a day before him and I got to Ibiza and I was alone and I was staying at this hotel where all these people were on, I don't know, their version of spring break or whatever, they're drinking and my, it was like the saddest thing ever. I was just there alone, like, look at all these people having fun. And the next day, uh, Tim Vici came, he played a show and I was in the crowd and is when I still drink. I don't drink anymore. And I started just getting fucked up. And uh, I'm looking at, at him on the stage. And I was thinking, like, man, like, I fucked this up, man. Like, that used to be me. I wish it was still me. And it's not. And I'm just, like, imagine, like, the sadness of this moment. Like, I'm in the crowd. Like, I'm just in the GA. Fucked up at, like, his show. By yourself. By myself. And... I was I was actually like hoping somebody this is so like embarrassing but I was hoping somebody would recognize me to like validate I don't know make me feel good like I wasn't a failure and lo and behold these these guys did they go, are you fucking Mike Posner I was like yeah and uh they were like you want to take one of these and I was like yeah he gave me a thing I don't even know what it was it was literally just a pill. A pill and a visa. visa. Yeah. Holy I shit. took it. And uh, yeah, just like the song said, I like I had this night. Nothing really happened. I went to some club. What, like, was yeah. it Pasha or whatever? Pasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went there. It's <laughs> up all night fucking grinding my teeth. teeth. And yeah. I woke Sounds up the like next day and what? I felt like hell. Yeah. You know, I felt like hell. And so that song is about that darkness or that low in my life. And then like the infinite irony of it all is these guys remixed this like heartbreaking song <laughs> and made it into a club An banger, anthem. you know? Yeah. And it's like people in Pasha, like <laughs> taking pills to it. Uh, you know, so on one end it's like hilarious and like, doesn't make any sense. That situation, that irony. But on another hand, I could kind of zoom out and, and put rose colored glasses. And it's like, are people having happy times out of my sadness? Yeah, for sure. And as an artist, you know, it's what you guys do too, right? You, you, you've been through your fair share of shit, of all three of you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I haven't watched like all your episodes, but I've watched some of them. It's enough to see like all you guys open up. Hmm. And so point being, as artists, we try to take our suffering, our pain, our negativity, and make something beautiful out of it. That's hmm. the alchemy of art. Hmm. So when you share something about your hard times, and it helps someone out there. That's your alchemy. 
and and maybe with that song somebody had some joyous moments out of out of my pain and that's my alchemy what was this song the song to bring you back onto like the open up your calendar again yeah man that was that was you know another part of the irony is <laughs> it literally that it brought back that feeling yeah that you were missing th that 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 yeah. line i'm just yeah, a, i'm just the fuck out of that. i'm just a singer who already blew his shot you know I, that's a line in the song and then all of a sudden like i'm getting another shot because i wrote that line it just didn't make sense taking your shirt you know? back off again <laughs> yeah let's go I love how that's like his like main like thing it's like dude i'm on tour i'm taking my shirt off every <laughs> single yeah, right. people are like y'all slamming hoes nah nah like, nah <laughs> just nah. no shirts that's shirt it i want my shirt off and that's it so, so check this out i uh i recently have um tried to come more to terms with being really comfortable with l living and learning when you're at that bottom when you have a moment in your life where you you, you definitely feel like some momentum has been lost or, or maybe it is a um uh, end of the road moment mm -hmm. all is lost i think there's a lot to be learned there i think if you can be open honest and you're really good at this as a lot of artists are vulnerable and you look for areas to improve or areas where you can i don't know really express yourself yeah it can lead to some amazing amazing results the biggest transformations and metamorphoses i've had in my life are are, are from when i'm at that moment yeah and and, and, and in a weird way i kind of look forward to failing now because mm -hmm. i know what comes out it's of the, it. It's the only way that I'm going to actually learn and apply change to my life. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. And you, and it's so funny to, to, to hear you saying this and you've always been so good at being vulnerable. Like I said, now you've parlayed it into using your experiences and being open about them to make everyone else's life better. Right. That's the mission you're on now. Yeah. To a certain degree, you know, it's like, I feel look like basically when I was 22, I had cooler than me. You know, as long as I didn't buy a bunch of Lamborghinis, you're gonna I be didn't set. have to work yeah, anymore. Yeah, you're going to be set. You know? Yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, I don't live a crate. Like, I drive a forerunner, you know? It's like, I live a kind of simple-ish life. Um, so, the point is, I feel like I got gifted the opportunity because, like, I got all these dreams come true. And I'm, sh I'm sure you guys felt this yourselves, like... All these, all these great things happen. I really thought, like, when I was young, when I was in college, I was like, man, if I get this record deal, get this hit song, like, I'm going to I'm gonna feel better. I'm going to feel, like, more secure. And I know, like, everyone told me, like, money doesn't buy happiness. I didn't yeah. fucking believe. I'm like, you didn't make enough, you know? Like, you my bar is higher. Enough. That's such a funny line. <laughs> you didn't make enough. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, and it's like, it didn't change anything. It didn't make my life worse, but my like immediate experience, like the way I went through the world was exactly the same. And so I feel like I got gifted this opportunity of, of if that's not what life is about, you know, chasing, chasing material or external things, then what is it about? And that's been my quest the last several years. And we, you know, we could talk about like 
my walk and yeah. my climb yeah. and, and my retreats and this kind of thing, spending time in solitude. And it's not, it's for me. Yeah, of course. Like I want to do all those things. I want to see how I'm going to grow. I know I'm going to fail somewhere along the way because it's too, they're too big a goal to like not fuck up something on the way. But not just for me, because then it's selfish. Mm. And then it's just like, you're just a guy going, yeah, I fucking climb Mount Everest. It's like, who f- I don't care. You're a dick. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm sure you've experienced, have you ever met somebody who like has your goal or they like achieve something close to what you're working on, but they're not a cool guy the or worst. girl? The worst. And it's like, okay, I would ra- I- I've had moments where like I'm with people who climbed Everest and they're terrible. And I'm like, I would rather fail than, than you know, be a bad person. Mm, and so, like, uh, all that to say, I, I go do these crazy things. I'm on this, this quest of life. And uh, I try to share what I learned along the way. You know, because if I don't, then it's just, and that's part of why I'm here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Opportunity to do so. <clears throat> because if I don't, then it's just selfish. You're just like making a list of shit, you know, to pat yourself on the back, you know. We've been trying to have you on for a while, as you know. Dude, you were sending me videos of you summoning fucking Mount Everest <laughs> on Instagram DMs. Like selfie videos of him from the top of Mount Everest. No, I, I- said it for that was after I got down and I was safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it was cr- it was great because you were training for Floyd at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was just, um, you know, like you make a decision to do something crazy like that, you know. Uh, it can be lonely, you know. It's like a lot of people telling you crazy, and I'm I'm speaking about you, mm. you know. So it's like, you whenever whenever I can find someone who's like on their own version of craziness, crazy. I like like <laughs> to connect with them. <laughs> How is it over there? Like, yeah, it's fucking lonely and everyone thinks I'm a lunatic. <laughs> Me too. All right, everything checks out. Uh-huh. You know, just two it's like fake walkie talkies. Yeah. Those people are crazy. Yeah. He was on Mount Everest. That's all they had. <laughs> <laughs> fake walkie talkies. Mike, when, no. when when you came in here today, you you uh you're obviously in a dramatically different place than you were during uh the Avicii days and it being in Ibiza. But even when you first sat down, you mentioned um that most days you wake up with this feeling of uh, unfulfilledness or or, or, lo- or mad or loneliness. <laughs> so so there's there's a term called dysthymia, which is a low level depression. Do is there? Do you have a? Um, did you feel that way your whole life? Did you feel that way when you were a kid? Did you feel that way in your adolescence? Do you have a any kind of chemical imbalance, or have you ever been able to pinpoint what the the catalyst is for mm. that mad feeling in your life? Uh, nah. It definitely sounds like something I have. Dysty- yeah, yeah. Dystymia? Dystymia. Dystymia. This guy's yeah. good. And by the way, I only know because I suffer from yeah. a, a host of issues myself. So that's why I know about it. Yeah. Um. I don't know exactly. I, I think when I was really young, no, I don't remember. High school, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. High school, I was sad, but sad all the time. Yep. You know, not just in the morning. <laughs> I, I have a question. Tell me. I, I, I'm seeing a, a through line now, and I know a couple artists, and like the, the, the patterns repeat, and... Your sadness, uh, I, I obviously like varies, right? But I, I can't imagine what it's like. Everyone's different, and your experiences are probably mm-hmm. vastly different than mine. But your sadness um, has yielded amazing, amazing art that helps and has a r- ripple effect on the whole world. Mm-hmm. Would you take away your sadness and then lose that talent that you have if you were always happy? 
Or or is the trade off worth it for you? Personally? It's a good question. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't change it, uh, but I don't think I think it's sort of a false dichotomy, in that like you can be happy and a great artist too. You know, it's like the yeah, they no, say for like sure, for sure. like uh, like what if Van Gogh? They say like what if Van Gogh like wouldn't say he wouldn't cut off the ear and painted that dope shit. But then other people say like well, what if he was healthy would have lived longer and painted more. And so I don't know. Um, I think like in your question, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. You know, I wouldn't change it. Um, and my my grappling with it and like how I the man I've become, I'm so proud of and like whatever I can share from that from that grappling is i think worth it for others it makes you more compassionate he know? said it earlier <clears throat> the, the heartbreak and trauma and desperation is like the the driver of all the things that you learn in life and it's also uh the driver of a lot of your creative intentions in life like yeah. you we, we talk to to pop and rock artists all the time that are like yo i force myself into heartbreaking moments and pain yeah. to drive desperation that then breeds creativity. Now that's too much. Yeah, I, much. I agree. Well, I was going to say, is there's a balance, right? Uh, you know the filmmaker Herzog? The, he's like the best documentarian. You've probably seen Grizzly Man or some of his mm -hmm. films. They're fire. Uh, we suck. He, uh, <laughs> he, um, he has a quote. He says, the poet must not avert his eyes. The poet must not avert his eyes. It's mm -hmm. like, what does that mean? To me, it means like you got to be honest about life and reality and uh so that means like part of art isn't just isn't just pain it's like it's finding the beauty in mm. life like you put on fucking stevie wonder you know it's like songs in the key of life that album like that's a celebration of life and not only is him him seeing the beauty in life and then going look at it this way guys so that's also a part of art right um, it's like the painter paints the bowl of fruit. It's like, why do they do that? Because they're trying to show you how really fucking beautiful that bowl of fruit is when you're present and you're not lost in your own head. And so the poet must not avert his eyes. It's like, we're going to look at the beautiful parts of life and the, the ghastly and terrible, and we're going to look at them both honestly. Mm. But I think manufacturing pain and, you know, that's, that's not alchemy. My friend in Q will say that. That's not alchemy. Right, right. That's not turning pain into into something beautiful. That's turning pain into pain. Yeah. And uh, so I disagree with those artists. With that approach. Res respectfully. <laughs> yeah. when, when did you start to feel this change from musician, artist, songwriter to, I mean, I don't know what you'd call yourself now, but, it, you know, it takes a, it takes a bit of a, a decision to decide to walk across the United States. Yeah. So it was, um, the walk was this, this thing. I, I was in a, a jewelry shop. My, my best friend, Teeny, she, uh, she owned a jewelry shop and she was talking to somebody across the room and she said, uh, my friend just walked across America and I went, Rrr. and I was like, what'd you just say? And she just goes, my friend just walked across. America. I go, you can do that. <laughs> She's like, I guess he just did it, you know? And, and I, I just like declare to this jewelry shop. I'm like, I want to do that too, you know? And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you buying something? Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and. That was the reason why you. No. Just like, uh, so the <laughs> walk is crazy, right? It, that's not the reason. That's how I heard about it. That, use it. that was even a thing. You know, it's like, you're going to dream to become an actor. You have to know acting is even exists, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. And it immediately 
caught me. Did you like walking around? Not particularly. Like not particularly. No, <laughs> no you know, I, walk, I think I probably had the same I had attitude. I my car. Like, I decided <laughs> to walk. Like, so, so, like, I started researching it. I go home. I start telling people I want to do this one day. And uh, I even get in contact with people that have done it before. About 10 to 15 people do it a year. And they, a lot of them written books. I start reading the books, and I realize there's a strategy to it. You walk east to west. You start in early spring in an effort to be done before winter. Mm. And uh, each spring, like, something was in the way. There was some reason for me not to do it. It was an album I had to finish. It was a tour I had to go on to support the last album. Mm-hmm. Somebody was getting married. Mm-hmm. And, like, one year turned into two. Two year turned into three. Three years turned into four. Four years turned into five. Damn. Dystymia. <laughs> Dystymia. In a major way. Facts. Because I'm letting my dream die. Facts. And uh, I said, talk to my friend Elliot. I was like, yo, Elliot. I had an album coming out. It's probably my best album. It's called Real Good Kid. Yeah, no hits on it. But I think it's my best one. And it's got to come out. And it's like, I couldn't. I couldn't make myself like go to do the like the promo the like interviews and the stuff I was like I I can't do this go talk about myself and like playing you play these shows like in the music you go do radio shows like a radio station will throw a concert and then in return they're like supposed to play your song but a lot but it's more like they'll play somebody's song on your label and it's like I'm out there playing for like 13 year olds and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm a 31. Like, this is weird. You know what I mean? And, uh, I was like, Elliot, I can't do it. He's like, well, what do you want to do? I said, what I want to do is walk across America, but like my managers think it's crazy. My agents think it's crazy. Everyone thinks it's crazy. He goes, that's great news. What's great news that they think is crazy. What do you mean? He goes, you got to understand, not all great ideas are, not all crazy ideas are great, but all great ideas are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And I just knew, like I felt it in my body, the like truth of what he was saying. And I just, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's never going to be a right time. No one's ever going to roll out a red carpet for me. No one's ever going to say, hey, you know, do it. In fact, they're going to roll out red carpets or reasons for me not to do it. Like, you're going to do irreparable damage to your body. You're going to commit career suicide. It's not going to be a career for you to come back to. No one's going to care. I heard all the shit, and it was just like, bro, this is my life. And, like, my dad is dead now. Avicii is dead now. Mac Miller is dead now. One day I'm going to be dead too. But before that day, I want to live my life. And I'm tired of playing in this little sandbox in West Hollywood, like going to studios with no windows and making music for 13-year-olds. Like, it's got to be more. Mm. It's got to be more. And I said, well, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then, like I said, you start east to west. So I walk supported, which means that I had a friend in an RV. He would go ahead of me. People, when I say that, people think the car is next to me, like handing me water. Uh, it's not like that. The car is way up there. I'm walking alone, and then like he's making sure we find have a place to sleep. Yeah, we yeah. have food, that yep. kind of thing. And I always try to be honest about that because there's there's people out there that do Un- it unsupported, unsupported. Yeah. Wow. and they're way more badass than me. <laughs> so shout outs to all them. And uh, we get this RV. This is before the walk. We drive from L.A. 
to New Jersey because, like I said, it's best to start east to west. The reason for that is the way the mountain ranges are lined up. You want to hit the Rockies at the okay. right time. Bro, we're dry. This takes a fucking week to I was drive. Say, I was driving say, across Kansas. I'm like, holy shit. This is long, bro. I got to walk this whole thing back. Yeah. You know? And I was filled with uncertainty and, and fear. Because I, I put on social, I'm going to do this. I said, you guys could come walk with me, all this stuff. And I know if I could do it. I mean, I had no idea. And I get out there and I get get to uh, Asbury Park in New Jersey. I get to the beach and I get in the ocean. That was a big thing. I got to start in the ocean and in the other cool, ocean. Cool. So in the water, the waves crashing on my back. And I realized, like, man, these thoughts of uncertainty and fear are just that. Their thoughts of uncertainty and fear. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. I take my first step. Step one is take one step. Step one, take one step. And uh, it was amazing, man. Typically, I walk 24 miles a day. I put on social that, you know, anyone could join me. And people came from all over America, man. And, yep. and I said, if you find me, I never posted, like, exactly where I was because it get kind of, like, unsafe too many people. Yep. So it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. And uh, when, when people came, I always asked two questions. I say, one, why'd you come? And sometimes they just they just wanted a picture. And that's fine. And sometimes, like I said, they, they're like <laughs> college kids. Then they're on the weekend. They're like, let's see if we can find him. Like yeah, some yeah, kind of yeah. like a scavenger hunt. But sometimes they came because there was no one else to, that they had to talk to. And it was like their dads also just died. You know, they were soldiers that had seen killing and had killed. They were, you know, professionals caught under the weight of their own lives. Um, and and one day this, this young man came. He, he was like, I, I, I want to, I want to like do something like what you're doing, but I'm too young. He's like, I got to get a job first and like start making money. And like a few days later, this 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 guy came who was older. He's like sixty five, and he was like, "I always wanted to do what you're doing right now, but I'm too old. My family won't let me, and my body won't make it." And I started to see the difference between reasons and excuses. Right? Mm. It's like <clears throat> our reasons always seem valid to us, but when you really look at them, there isn't actually a difference. Ninety nine times out of a hundred. Our reasons are excuses wearing fancy clothes, you know? And the other question I always ask people was, and this is a good question to remember. You, I mean, you guys are fucking pro interviewers, so I need to tell you, but whenever I felt like trapped in small talk land, my my uh my friend Kevin, he told me his question. He said, If you feel like this is just service level and you want to go deeper, ask this question. The question was if I pray for you, what should I pray for? Sick. And sometimes, a lot of times, like one word answers, I get back joy, happiness, um, love, success. But sometimes it went way deeper. I was on the walking across the Wallapai Reservation in Arizona, and this red Ford F three fifty pulls the side of the road, and I got all sorts of like ideas and biases about who's going to be driving a car like that i'm a little scared to be mm -hmm. honest 
this young guy, 21-year-old from the Wallapai Reservation, jumps out of the car. He runs across the highway. Because I always walk in the traffic. And so he pulled up next to me, runs across. I'm like, oh, please, like, don't, <laughs> don't get hit. And uh, we talked for a while, and I asked him that question. If I pray for you, what should I pray for? He thought about it. He said, uh, five years ago, my mom died from from drinking. Excuse me. He said, five years ago, my dad died. My dad died of drinking. And three years ago, my brother died from drinking. And three months ago, my mother died drinking. So if you pray for me, pray for my sobriety. Because I'm the only one left. And it's like, moments like that, you're like, it's almost too much. He's like, wait right here. He runs across the highway again, dangerously, reaches into his car, pulls out this little leather satchel and puts it in my hand. He said, this is sweet grass and sage. Uh, and, and they'll keep you safe from bad spirits on our land. It's just like... I'm sure. That's why I walked across America, mm. you know. Fuck. No, I'm sure you've met amazing people along the the journey. His Good. name was Rowan. Rowan. He got back in the F four three fifty. He drove away, and he put his fist out the window like that. I'll never forget that shit, man. Those I'll moments. Never that. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing right now. Did he's you... an amazing guy, because he wasn't. First off, like let's acknowledge I'm a white guy on an Indian reservation. Usually white guys come like it doesn't go well for them. Right. He's got no reason to be nice to me. Like what he should be saying is get the fuck out of here, right? Off my land, yeah. And like he should be cynical about life. He should have this time yet. Or worse. <laughs> you know, he should like every you know, everything's gone wrong. And here he is showing up, not like to get something from me, mm. to give something to me. Mm. And so that's inspiring, man. Mm. That's inspiring to me. Like people that have so much less than me materially, but have more than me. Yeah. You know, because sometimes my phone ring and I'm like, I don't even want to pick this up because they're going to want something from me. And a lot of times it's not true. I had a friend who, you're going to say something, man. Sorry. That cuts you off. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm blabbering I'm, I'm, too much. No, no you're, you're supposed to do that. <laughs> we're, we're, yes, we're listening. We're listening to your storytelling. Yeah, yeah go ahead. No, I was going to say you're like a modern Forest Day Gump. Like, like, <laughs> like literally. Like a cool one that's safe. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you a word from our sponsors, my family over at Barstool, the Barstool Sportsbook. Back me, by the way, we win. Or your favorite Barstool personality on the Barstool Sportsbook today and get exclusive boosted odds on the biggest action in sports. Check out our boosted odds under in the exclusives bet with Barstool section of the app. Hurry, these exclusive boosts will not last long. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Virginia. They're today. everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Well, they're expanding rapidly, by the way. Wow. Yeah, proud partner right here. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line, 800-889-9789. Back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the program. We have a real Forrest Gump right oh, there. Yeah. He looks great. <laughs> no, people join you along the journey. I remember seeing the TikToks, right? We, we found Mike yeah. Bozer on his walk across, man. <laughs> Can I ask you something? You're, you're... Please. I saw your ending video to that, too. <laughs> They're always so mean to you. They always. Oh man. Hey, can we mark that uh, note right there and just cut that? Cut, cut Mike, Mike Poser saying, saying Billy George. Wait, why? Leave that in. That's nice. <laughs> he had my back. Um, I really, really am inspired by your journey because I too think one day I'm gonna take a long walk. Period of isolation mm. in my life. That that may involve a long walk mm -hmm. or a run. We talk about some isolation. Too. I don't, I that's don't, what I was. That yeah. I was. I was curious about yeah. it too because you said earlier that you were uh, that that you have these feelings of loneliness, and you felt that in the crowd. You feel it on certain days, anyways. Yeah. Like so, my question would be like, what drives you to a place that just would would force you into that isolation you know where you're going to be walking by yourself the majority of the time whether or not people are coming to visit you or not this is you know? part of it but I, I like isn't that weird yeah i don't want to i want to sound like braggy because I, I hate no, you like, know what get braggy Mike. no but like so i i push isolation to a further extreme in my life than the walk though the walk i didn't spend a lot of those hours most of them alone on the side of a road but I finished the walk and basically, and we go back. There's probably more to talk about snake bite and all that shit. Bro. And then don't <laughs> even get me started on the so fucking king cobra that bit you. I'm gonna jump ahead. I'm gonna jump ahead. I, I finished the walk and uh, I still didn't want to go back to the sandbox. And it was like so. The next, I was, I was jacked up, bro. Like my feet were fucked up and like. How long? How long did it take you? Six months and three days. It's Such like 180 a some time. odd days. Oh my God. It's 2,851 miles. Oh Anyways, like, I, I was so scared going back to Sandbox. I called this guy I used to do boxing with. I was like, can you meet me at the gym tomorrow at four? Just the day after I finished. It's like, I needed to rest, bro. It was mm, like, mm. I felt like I was 90 when I would stand up. And I, I didn't, I honestly didn't know if it, it was going to go back to normal. But I, I I was like, I can't just like go home and get fat. Like that can't be the, the end of this. This would be a beginning. So we went boxing the next day and I had this dream on the walk of doing Everest. And it became real as I was going. Like I could really do, I could really do this, you know, like it's going to be hard. I don't know anything about climbing. It's the tallest mountain in the world, but look, like I do hard <laughs> shit now. Anyways, I do Everest. That was in a year and a half. We can get into that. But back to isolation. That's the thread we're on. Bef Before I did Everest, I planned to go to this monastery. Or it's actually a Buddhist center. There's no monks, so I shouldn't call it a monastery. <laughs> and they have these cabins there that are set up for what they call solo retreats. So there's a temple. And then like up in the mountain, they drive you up some crazy road. And there's like a little cabin there. And they just leave you. And once a week, they'll 
drop off your groceries for a week, but it's in like a... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dropbox. So they leave it. They leave and then you get it later. You don't see them. And I set that up because I was just going. Like I did the walk and I did Everest. I got to stop and do nothing. Mm. And all that nothing, I could create what I want to do next. And it was my third time there. You know, the first time I get there, like, I sit on this meditation cushion. I'm like, you know, I had these, like, glimmers of, like, before where, like, I call them moments of being. Or Virginia Woolf called them that. There's, like, a moment in your life where everything just makes sense. Like, you had that before, yeah? Yeah, of course. Like, everybody has. It's like, it's just, everything just makes sense. And I was like, I, I felt one of those moments on the summit of Everest. I felt it like a couple of times on the walk. And it's like, there's got to be a better way to like access yeah, that than yep. like risking my life to like, <laughs> yep. you know? So I'm like, I sit down on the cushion. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is like how I'm going to find it. And then like almost immediately my mind comes in. It's like, hey, did you notice like whoever was here before you, they left some spices on the, on the like, at kitchen area you should get up and organize those so i get up and i like put them in order i go back on the meditation cushion close my eyes and take a deep breath and then again the voice is back it's like yo you didn't work out today you're you're gonna be meditating you're gonna get fat here you know like you should go out and run up the hill 10 times so i open up my eyes and go outside run up the hill 10 times i get back on the cushion third time like sweaty now <laughs> and it's like i close my eyes and then the voice starts doing this weird thing. It starts like rehearsing what I'm going to say about this <laughs> when I'm done with it. And it's like, this, this is, is, this is, is everyone's experience with meditation, by the way, like first yeah. experience, like, dude, this is insane. no, this is insane. You know? Uh, but as I, I stuck with it and last time I was there, I was there 21 days, like no humans. People say it's like a silent retreat. I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, there's nobody there. You could talk if you want to, but like, <laughs> are you, like, are you smoking weed? You no, no, no. Completely like, sober. Yeah, yeah, completely sober. Um, there's no electricity, no phone, no running water, no Wi-Fi, no Netflix, no iPad, no laptop. And I, I don't bring in the guitar either because that then I could, like, work. Where is this Where is this again? Just Is it Colorado? Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. The place is called Tara Mandala. I always regret saying it because, like, it seems to be getting harder and harder to like get slots <laughs> to like go. You're, you're creating your own up. demise. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably just ruin that forever. We could bleep it for but you like, an interesting thing, Mike, like when I was there and I'm actually fully alone, I don't feel lonely at all. And also I don't feel bored like at all. And it's like, those things seem to come from like a kind of restlessness, like a, a reaching, like a grasping, like there's got to be more or like what's next, mix, what's next yeah. and like mix in some FOMO into that right. concoction. They seem to come from that. And when I'm there, it's like I'm working on being present. 
So like, what does it actually mean? That means like the way I'm using it is like being without thinking about being. So if I'm oh, drinking the water, like I'm opening it and in my mind, I'm, I'm not saying anything. There's no dialogue. I'm just feeling how it feels to unscrew the top mm, mm, and, mm. and doing the whole day like that. And of course you lose it a thousand times, but it's like doing it with training wheels mm. for mindfulness because no one's there to distract you. Like if you get upset, it's your fault. Like no one else is there, you know, <laughs> something you're doing here, you know, so yeah. those things start to become obvious. Those things you do to piss yourself off or, you know, hold resentments and that kind of thing. So all that to say, like, I'm not sure like that loneliness doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be an inherent part of me. Right, it's either be like it's like external. It's it's yeah. imposed by the things around you. Yeah, I don't want to say that or the way I interact with them. Oh, yeah. The only reason I make that distinction because if I'd say it's just the things, then the things are in control of me. Yeah, and that's and, the, like, and nah, that's and that's the biggest thing. I'm that a you, big boy. Yeah, you know? but that's the biggest thing you fight off with uh, meditation. Right, is like everything in life. It's not about external factors. It's about your response to them. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like when you when you learn to and I'm terrible at this and I have a severe I have severe anxiety. I have overactive mind that's just racing, racing like a hamster on a wheel 24 seven. There's never a second of my day where it stops. And it's just thoughts, 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 mostly negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I I so when I try to get into that meditative position and I know a lot of people watching this can relate to it as well. It's very, very fucking difficult for me to get into that place. But when I do. I, I find myself able to understand that that um, being present as well as you find new connect, connectivity to the things around you, to, to nature, to, to your water bottle, to Dude, whatever. It's crazy. So the fifth day I'm there and I'm, I do basically five hours of sitting meditation a day, not in one shot. I do two in the morning, one in the afternoon, two in the evening, and then I do three hours of walking meditation a day. Where or essentially walking. you're walking, but you're feeling your breath and like your feet touch the ground as you go. And I'm jumping off your thread of like senses and connecting more. The fifth day, I'm in the morning meditation. I'm sitting and like, by now I have nicknamed the voice in my head, Charlie. Because like, he's just talking. And like you said, if you really listen to your vo- your voice, your Charlie, you'll find it's, it's often negative. And good Lord, is it repetitive? Yeah. Man. Like it's telling me the same shit. I'm like, yeah, I got it. I got it, man. Thank you. You know? And so on this fifth day, I'm in this meditation and it's like, it just started to get quieter and quieter and quieter. And then it kind of like just went away. And the two hours ended, I get up and I realize, like, even though I'm, I'm not sitting anymore, I'm still meditating. I go outside and I take a piss. It's no Charlie. It's like I come back inside, wash my hands. No Charlie. And I make like my lunch. It's like a cracker. You ever eat wasa bread? Yeah, yeah. It's wasa bread, yeah. avocado, and salt. That's it. Like very simple, right? No Charlie. I take a bite and it's like a f- explosion of flavor. Like I, I, I'm not exaggerating. If you're like, Mike, what is the best meal of your life? It's that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. meal. Because you were living it. Because there was no 
screen of thinking, categorizing, analyzing, planning, thinking about the last avocado I ate, thinking about the macronutrients of avocados. Did I get enough protein? Like it, all that was there was the raw input of the taste. And what happens is like when we remove that screen of Charlie, the senses, like you said, are so heightened. And like I had moments there where I'm putting my sock on and I'm feeling like I'm having sex, man. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it was crazy. Like I'm not even exaggerating though. Like it's, it was, and then you start to hear the bird, like the first five, six days, I didn't hear the birds. Like I heard some of them, but then this fifth, sixth day I'm waking up. I'm like, there is a symphony out here. Mm. And it's like ones that are quieter that I'm probably further away that I literally wasn't hearing because Charlie was too loud. And yeah, the, like that's I felt so, high. I felt so high. Fucked up because and it's I, crazy because he's asked me to I take drugs. It's like no, <laughs> but in a way, it was it was a, a heightened experience for sure. Well, you know, they say and it's always there for us. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. They say meditation is like the strongest hallucinogen. If you if you master meditation, it can get you to a level that no you know mushroom or acid can get you to the highest level of that. And everyone that talks about meditation tells me the same thing. They're like, yo, you have to do this. You, you especially have to do this. Cause if I saw you on that walk and you were like, well, you know, like, what do you, what do you want me to pray for you for? I want Charlie to die. That would be my answer. I can't, I, I need this, Charlie? my Charlie. I need this motherfucker to shut up <laughs> because I've said it on the show a million times. I can get anything I want in this world. The one thing I can't get is peace of mind. Mm. It's very hard for me to find it even momentarily. And everybody said, bro, you really got to try either a retreat, meditation, something like that. And I, and I've, and honestly, like you said earlier, like my excuse, not my reason, my excuse is that I'm too busy, I'm too lazy, yeah, I right. can't do it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think in in this in this new year, I want to put a, a ton of effort into. So doing what are you gonna do? I don't know. Maybe we could talk about it after the show. Yeah. Maybe you could set but, me up. But after when we talk about it, you're you gonna do something. Michael climbed the next mountain with you. You're gonna do he, something. He loves climbing. You know what I mean? You got to do if something. If I put it out, if I put it out there, oh, my worst nightmare is you. Saying this shit a year from now on this podcast. Well, that, well your worst nightmare is about to come true. No, buddy. man, you're gonna <laughs> no, start. The first off, Charlie's not going. Your Charlie's not going to die. Mine's right, right, alive right. and well. Yeah, but you're gonna change your relationship to it, mm-hmm. where one, it sounds starts to sound comical. Like, oh, you're gonna try to fuck with me like that. I've heard this before, you know. And then, and then, one thing I want to talk to you about. I'm studying to become a Wim Hof instructor. Mm. Have you done that yet? No. Okay. But I have friends that have. So like, the breathing technique and the cold immersion. You done any of this stuff? Of course. Some of it, yeah. I trained with him twice, and it is so powerful. I was like, I want to learn to be a teacher of this, and I'm like halfway through the training now. But can I be your first student? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That'd be hundred percent. Awesome. That'd be um, awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. That guy's insane. The Iceman Wim, Wim Hof. I love him so much. How does it work? You're going to have like a Wim Hof license to teach Wim Hof techniques? Yeah, essentially. And they've sort of said to me like, uh, they're like, you can kind of like teach your friends now. But like, look, like if you're going to like be advertising or whatever, like you have to learn the thing. Because there's certain protocols like, you know. Safety. Safety. Absolutely. Safety. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and you've done the the submersion in the water, the ice. Yeah, the I got whole... two freezers at my house, and they're thirty three degrees, man. Like one, de- you know. What's what's your what's your time in it? How, how long are you? Going? I do ten minutes. You know, I've gone as long as like eighteen when I was with him, like pushed it, but I was like cold for like 
all Next night. Year. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's ten a, minutes. There's good. a level of cold that seeps deep into, yeah. your, into your bones. They call it after drop. You after know? drop. You fin like so you finish the you know your time in the tub, and like you're proud of yourself and you're whatever. But you got to move. You got to bring yeah. the heat yep, back yep, in. Yep, yep. Otherwise, actually, you're gonna keep getting colder. Yeah, so for boxing, we did, we did, we would do eight in the tub at yeah. same, same, just uh, amazing. Uh, it was sometimes, you know, the, they were a little colder, sometimes they were a little warmer. What was your experience in there? Um, I have a super abnormal experience in the tub. <coughs> it's like a boner. <laughs> the exact opposite of everyone else. His dick gets huge. I can't not be erect in my ice bath. Uh, no, I, 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 I disassociate completely. I forget I, who you are. My, no, my uh, my my brain works in a in a really kind of fucked up way where I could turn switches on and off if I so desire. Mm. And when I'm in the tub and the shit sucks, I just turn the the shit sucks flip off. That sounds like a superpower. Uh, sociopath. So yeah. So how? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, we want to make sure you don't leave it off, done. right? I'm gonna turn that switch off. Oh, Logan, no. your leg has fallen <laughs> off. Bitch, that on the corner. If I don't even know who that is, it's gonna switch off. Get out. Get like, out of the house. I mean, like, uh, he actually, bro, my ba No, it's it, okay. I sit in the tub and 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 what? Wow, this fucking blows, and just sit there and complain. No, get over it. Mm. Just, like. Do your work, you know. Yeah. For me, for me, it's work, or, or or whether it's like a goal. I say, it can be anything, right? It's I, I have I have an unrelenting desire to achieve a task. In order to do that, which I know I want to do, this shit should try to not suck. I should like get over it. Mm. Don't be a bitch. Is in the putting yeah. the most. That's just mental. Way. That's just mental strength. Because I can, I can. I, it's not great. Yeah, it's not, not, oh, it's nice, yeah. bro. It's like a, I mean, everyone does it differently, you know. Like I'm sure you had moments. Fucking climbing Mount Everest where you're like, this shit sucks. This shit fucking sucks. But most of it, <laughs> you got to <laughs> you have to turn it off right. and go. And, yeah. and, and but my, but mind you, my mind's not off. I'm I, I do a lot of visualization. That's how mm. that's how I get through. I think about I think about when I was in the ice baths, you know, beating the guy I'm fighting or, or mm. becoming in the best uh, physical shape that I possibly can be. I, 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 I picture the, the goal. Yeah, I picture this—the yeah. thing that I know I want to reach so yeah. bad because, I, and I want to reach it so bad. For one second, I got to turn off like m my connection to m my body, and just mm. and just brain think, visualize. Have manifest. you always had that switch, or did you develop the switch? Developed, yeah, developed. And I even say you getting in the ice bath is like you're flexing that muscle when you're in there, right? For sure. I'm sure if you if you just sat on the couch for a year. That switch would get a little rusty, right? A oh, little, a little heavier to turn. That oh, lever is a little heavier. For sure. Pick up. Yeah. For sure. Like you need it's, it's a muscle, but yeah, you exercise it. You do you do the thing that you want to do mm. repeatedly, and then eventually like you're getting better and better at it. Yeah. This just sounds like to me you have a healthy relationship to to fear and discomfort. Because, I told you I live in the bottom, bro. I live in that space of like I this fucking blows. <laughs> I this is the worst thing at like if I can weather that, what can't I do? Exactly. I love that. I yeah. love knowing more about myself. I'll intentionally put myself in uncomfortable scenarios. That's why, like, what, what you're doing, bro, I think is fucking sick. Thank you. The next thing, do you know it? It doesn't have to do with a Wim Hof Iceman. It, uh, <laughs> it, cha it changed a little bit for me. Everest changed 
changed a lot for me because I was exploring myself, seeing my potential, what, what could I actually do it. I was, like you said, put myself in an uncomfortable situation where I knew I was going to grow because I knew it was going to be really hard and harder than I, anything I'd done before. Um, and most of my life, shit went pretty good, you know? I had a lot, like, I, I just like, I won the lottery by being born or who I was born to. And Anyway, so, like, I almost had to, you know, manufacture these hard things to grow. But pushed to the very, 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 very extreme, which is what Everest is, those things become actually a little bit foolish. Like, I'm going to explore myself. Like, bro, but you, you going to die doing that? <laughs> like, that, that's kind of a silly thing to die for. There's, there's things that, like, I'd like to think I would die for. Like, someone's messing with my mom. Like, you know what I mean? Exploring myself, like self growth, that's selfish in a lot of ways. Because if I die, I'm dead. And then, like, but my mom, like, everybody else, yeah. My mom's life would have this giant cat. Like, that yeah. would. so it changed my risk tolerance a lot. And, uh, and, you know, like, God willing, we summited safely. And, uh, but not everyone did while we were there. Four people died this year. You come down and you, you pass bodies. And, and it just reminds you what a privilege it is to be alive. Hmm. And so um, I got a lot of goals. Think like the Wim Hof is one of them. I I'm, I'm, was telling Caleb earlier, like I'm really focused on music right now as well. So I found myself. And I didn't think I was going to be. You know, it was like I got back and I went on that retreat. And I'm like, I didn't know what I was going to do next. And it's like I felt called to make music i ended up in la and then and oh on God. paper on paper i'm doing like i'm in the sandbox i'm doing the same thing i was doing five years ago but it's totally different yeah. it's totally different and i work with a lot of artists that are you know they're 21 they're 23 or 10 years younger than me and i just try to share like we talked about earlier share the stuff i've learned i definitely don't know it all but i've learned something these last few years and if that could be a value to somebody else, I got a commitment to share that in my my studio sessions, in the music I make, and also doing things like this. So that's sort of that's sort of like my next thing. It's not a thing. It's not another mountain. How how much how much of you moving forward when you when you take that first step out of the ocean, when you leave the coast or you know, you start the journey. Yeah. Is doing it for yourself, self discovery, personal growth. Versus the ability to share and potentially influence someone else's life positively after the fact. What's the split for you? Oh, and then there's a third one, which was I wanted to be cool. I wanted to look good. I wanted to be the guy that climbed Mount Everest. Mm. Like, mm. there's some of that in there. <laughs> you know, oh, like, oh, let's yeah, be yeah, real. Trust, trust you, though. Know? Of course. It's <laughs> yeah. some of that. It's fucking sick. Yeah, it's yeah. Some, some of that in there. So I'd say it's probably like 20, 30% ego. Like I want to do this because I want to be 
fucking man. Yo, you climbed fucking yeah. Everest, bro? and that part of me is lame, you know? <laughs> but it's there. Let's be honest about it. Have you it. ever used that as like a pickup line at the bar? Like, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I climbed yeah, Everest. You have, you have, you have you me, that's Let's all make a Everest. joke at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did it. This is a funny thing about like Everest um, because there's the there's base camp at Everest, which yeah, is yeah. where the climb starts. Yep, yep. And it's a sort of... um. It's actually like this really cool trip. Like you guys should all do it. You, it takes like six days and you do this hike. Just to the base camp. To base camp. Maybe once I get the ankle fixed, man. And it's awesome. <laughs> like you land and, and you go village to village and you're in the their Sherpa villages. Sherpa, yeah. And like there's no cars. Like you're out there. It's it's And the mountains are so... It's the Himalaya. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mike had, and, had a difficulty walking through one village. Mike, yes. Mike, Mike, you're talking to the wrong group of lads here. <laughs> In these guys, I'll do. I'll do the base camp. My thing's just the ankles. I can. I, I, <laughs> man, 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 man can't walk to the parking lot outside. I have a, a really bad ankle. I have screws, plates, arthritis. Damn, I need to dyslexia, cut the thing off. This like get lost, I'm dead. And a bunion, yeah. It's Ooh. another thing I'm working on fixing this year, man. I always thought it was an extra toe when it you had socks be, on. I wasn't gonna approach you about it for the longest time. I swear to God, that bunion is flat. Paddle feet. It looks like somebody put their hand in a sock and they're yeah. like a. I have a question. Mashed potato. Ask me. Uh, 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 because <laughs> if I were to undergo a journey like this, mm -hmm. I'm 26. I don't know if I, I'd be solely doing it for me. I love creating content, right? You said you didn't bring your guitar mm -hmm. to your retreat because you'd be working. Yeah. But like, as a creator in in a different way. I love it so so much. It's never worked to me. It's like I, it's very hard to not do. I feel like if I'm not creating or making or building something, it can be literally be anything. Um, I'm not me, and now I'm. That's when I'm miserable. Hmm. Like I went, I went to Burning Man one one year. This is the closest I got to like uh -huh. <laughs> a, a retreat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I put my phone down. Right, uh -huh. present with my friends, sort of. Little psychedelics involved, but as present as you could be when when that'll help you. But will it? Because I, I I don't know how in like intentional I was because the one I'm thing I, I learned after the fact was I, I I was not happy as that guy as as like you know the, uh, present with a community and not not working to improve mm. anything like it was weird. I discovered that 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 it might be hard for me to put it all down. Yeah. I think you know. You already know. You're you're like a little addicted to productivity, and that's great, man. It's like also one of your superpower. Like, look what you built, you know. But look, like if you're if you're if you're doing thirty five cool fucking things in a year, which it seems like you are, bro. You know, like some cool you live, things. You live an amazing life. You know, in the scheme of lives. And and you created it for yourself, right? So I'm not I'm not like you 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 made it. Thanks. <laughs> I'll just finish this point real quick. If you're doing 35, whatever the numbers, maybe it's 10. Like if you did one of them without document, that might be healthy. And you're talking about growing, and you're not yourself. It's like yeah, that's the point. You want to get out of that that mode. That who is Logan ah. when he's not working? 
who is Logan when he's not? Who who are you when who you're not being fuck productive? Is that guy? I've never I don't, met. I've never. You don't I've know. know him. I've I never met him. In my you don't know. Life. And there's something there. Oh my god. And in my experience, which is only my experience, yeah. nothing more, nothing less. It's not less. It's more than you ever dreamed of, bro. It's so funny. You, that's yes. that's a little bit of an epiphany. For, I literally started this the episode saying I like living in the uncomfortable, and then I'm saying how I'm uncomfortable when I'm not working and I don't like doing it, and I, I avoid that zone. space. I avoid I avoid the like the plague or even conversation about anything that's not super productive. Like like if if you come at him with some like. Yo, see the if you ask this kid if he saw the fucking Cleveland Browns game, he'll smack you in the face. <laughs> He'll be like, I don't even don't even yeah. bring that shit my way. Hold on a sec. <laughs> you just first off, A, that's not true. B, how dare you use the Cleveland Browns? Fam. I'm from Cleveland. That's and why I said you could have chose any other team, bro. That's why I said I it. love the Browns. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> He's been liking the word "shut up." No like, shit. Does he always do that? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, it's, it's like a. It's, Chris I, think I, I think I got it from Chris D'Elia. I, I stole it from Chris. D'Elia. He goes. He goes. Shut up! Oh, does do that? <laughs> you fucking con artist! I was like, where have I heard this shot? And you deliver it so perfectly. I was like, no, where I know. Am I? No, I know. Watch, watch him do it. He goes. Shut up. Well, he's 40% eyebrows when he does Bro. Yeah, he's very animated. I saw some clip of him. He was talking about, like, they went to some big dinner, and he paid for it. Like, a big dinner. Like, it was, like, five grand dinner. And then he's on the podcast. He's going, and it didn't make a dent. <laughs> he kept saying that shit. Didn't make a dent. He's funny. Like, for five minutes, he was just saying that. They were like, bro, don't say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, bro. He's funny. Is that the yes. podcast with all the other comedians? Yeah. It was the one with like Brian Callen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah they were like, don't say it. Oh, 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 he crushed that entire podcast. I think that yeah, they've been doing a few more together. Yeah, they, yeah. When the comedians get together. Do you do you hang out with other artists and people in the space? Musicians. Musicians? Yeah. Somewhat. Are, are they fucked up? Uh some of them. But definitely not all of them. Some of them are the most beautiful people you'll ever meet you know an artist by definition of any medium is somebody that should see the world a little differently a hundred percent and then they should help us their art helps us see it see it through their eyes and so yeah you're meeting people that um look at things differently they are different mm. you know um and and <laughs> just like really beautiful people mm, mm. uh and sometimes you see the problems um like that don't seem so dissimilar from mine that it's like you have these waves and this like and fame bro fame is insane and there's a there's a solipsism that can creep in you have a girlfriend i don't single intentional uh i'm looking for one yeah it what hasn't really been a priority for me to be honest. I mean, dude, you walked from the other side of the country. Yeah, it was like I was doing that shit, you know? <laughs> I was just doing it. It's like, you know, it's like I'm in L.A. before I left, too, and I know I'm going the last six months. I'm like, hey, you in the market for someone growing a real ugly beard that's just going to leave for the next year? I don't know how long it's going to be. She could have hung know? out in the, the van. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, it just hasn't really been like, uh, I don't know, I think I'm a little slow in that part of my life. Did you have a, fa uh, a phase where you were... Going a little wild. Yeah. 
It fucked that. That's made me more slow. The fuckboy phase. It fucked me up. It fucked me because Logan, bro, I didn't go on a date for like seven years. Because yeah, yeah. wow. I'm just, I'm just doing like hookups on the road, and that's what I think my relationship with women is supposed to be, and like. It just messed everything up in my head. <laughs> How'd you get in, out in, of what, that? in what way? In what way? I'm getting out of it still, man. Like I, I, yeah, I'm not like the pillar of the healthy relationships. <laughs> no, it's not that. I never like cheated on anybody. It's just um, I've just flown solo most of my life, you know. So like being being with somebody, that's that's uh. I don't know that much about it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Are you interested in exploring that more? Yeah, for sure. For you, sure. You're gonna need to find a a woman who can level you up in that way, who's who's probably done it before and had a, yeah. experience in healthy relationships. I think so. Because otherwise, where are you gonna just you're gonna just conjure up a fucking <laughs> you're gonna be the perfect boyfriend magically? I mean, you've done it before. You've made you made extreme shifts. Look, if there's anyone that could do it, you probably get it done. No, no. I think I need all the help I can get. <laughs> you see, sure. you see a therapist. I haven't been, but I have in my past. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started seeing one recently. Helpful? Uh, yeah, yeah. Immensely, yeah. Immensely. Did you I, know about this? Man? Nope. Did you and, know how I and, found out about this? Go ahead. It was the fucking. This happened yesterday. This is a true story. Mm. He's my best friend, bro. He, I know everything about him. I, I know his difficulties of wiping his ass when his hand broke. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting in and and we're not smoking weed. I'm not smoking weed, but I'm sitting there with this non-joint in my hand. And he goes, oh, fuck, I forgot. And I go, what What did you forget? He goes, my therapist is calling me. And I'm seeing this girl call him. And I'm, I'm cracking up because I'm like, oh, yeah, therapist. Right? And this girl answers with, like, her hair, like, perfectly positioned, beautiful books around her. Logan, are you ready she pushes for the glasses up. No, no, I swear to God. And this girl, respectfully, I have an amazing, beautiful girlfriend. This girl looked like a Victoria's Secret mom. I, I, do, <laughs> I do know about this. He, You did tell me about this. This fucking smoke show <laughs> that you met and was the only person that was able to get you into a therapist's office. Do you know how he got this started? He's at a party yes. with a yes, lady. I remember she goes, this. yeah, my daughter's a therapist. Yep. And he's like, oh, is she hot? She goes, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we'll give her a call. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm working on myself. And she's, you know, she's pretty cute. And I'm, but, I, but I'm, no, but here's the fucked part. I'm, I'm, he's like, could you drive? Because I, I want to go through the session. Tell me why I found a little bit more of myself listening to this mm. psychopath next to me <laughs> break down his life. <laughs> she's saying the craziest shit to him. And I'm like, yo, the balls on this lady like i was like i've never heard anybody talk to this man wow. she's like have you ever thought about this and he's like well i never thought about it that way i go maybe because you never give us a fucking chance to dive into your soul asshole <laughs> let me explain to you something. you felt like she was threatening your position in his life no i'm glad she came into his fucking life <laughs> no 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 let me explain to you something and did he they needs a therapist did bro. they discuss ass wiping no 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 okay that's you guys we, actually good. we have yet to cross that bridge yeah uh no she's she's fantastic uh she's very very good at her job and uh yeah yeah she's young and attractive i told george before she he, i answered the phone so he wouldn't be taken aback <laughs> by this one. but but she a she has a boyfriend first off first and foremost get your fucking mind out of the gutter and b i'm obviously married uh oh which, yeah my yeah, boy falls yeah. in love every three days it's how, not true how's 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 it been changing your your outlook you tell feel, us a, i got a question good? about yeah. therapy 
Do you feel better like immediately right after you get off the phone? Or is it sort of like a uh, a rising tide? I never life? thought therapy would work for me. Mm. I'm so stubborn. What I, what's the I'm just talking about my problems. Ew. I'm just what talking or complaining for an mm-hmm. hour. Disgusting. But that hour of intention and my in- why am I going to therapy? Right? Why is anyone going to therapy? I'd assume it's to maybe know a little more about yourself, maybe become a better version, um, do better in a certain area of your life. And and so if I let myself down after that hour of intention and I don't always have what I'm talking about subconsciously in the back of my mind, I'm only letting myself down. So that hour of speaking about one thing will always just be there. And so the thing that I want to improve or the topic of conversation that week will come up in my life. It'll be addressed and I'll, maybe be a little bit, a little bit more considerate, which is something Mm. I've been working on. I want to be a better partner. I want to be a better friend. And these things were before they were just solely desires. Now they're desires with a little bit more fuel. And so maybe I'll do something a little bit more considerate this week. These are, these are character changes, right? These don't take a week. These don't take two weeks. And she gives you tools, right? This takes a year, two years, two years. And so I I found it really beneficial in that way. And and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just diving in only out of, you know, a few handful of sessions. It's awesome. Maybe I need to do that shit. I think it'll help, bro. I'm telling I'm, t- I'm telling you. And, and also in the Make same me way. a better partner, like you were saying. Dude. Yeah. I mean, how can you? I want to be a sick fucking partner, a really good partner. But I struggle with that sometimes. So what am I going to do? Just sit here and say I struggle with this sometimes or yeah. go fucking speak to That's someone That's what Mike does. And, yeah. And, and by the way, my <laughs> therapist. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, bro. no. But you're right. But I, I've done I've done therapy and I don't you ask the question, like, do you feel better? Does it like mm-hmm. leak in? The only thing, first of all, it's even comparable for me has always been workouts. And I always liken the, the feeling of walking out of the gym to the feeling of walking out of the therapist's office. When when I when I walk out, I look at the sky a little bit differently. Mm. I'm a little bit more calm, a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more happy and grateful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's immediately the yeah. second I walk out, it's like, yo. This girl or, or or dude just lifted a, a thousand pounds of bricks off my chest. Wow. I told this person things that I've never told anyone before. Wow. Because I don't go to therapy and I and I, I don't believe the majority of people go to therapy to to try to uh accomplish more goals or to be a better partner. For me at least, it's always been I just want to feel better, man. Mm. I don't want to fucking feel like this anymore. I want to wake up and and not feel that blanket of depression or anxiety or, or yeah. sadness. You know what I'm saying? And like they some of these people are really fucking good at what they do. Yeah, they know how to ask you the right questions. And honestly, like one of the big things about therapy that people overlook too is just like most people that are struggling like that, they just haven't talked to anybody in a while, and all they ever wanted was somebody to just listen to them and yeah. just give them an ear for an hour. And even if you have to pay for it, dude, like even if you have to fucking you know drive to the office and it's and it's administrative and in, in feeling you know what i'm saying yeah. just that hour of also as a pro listener yeah you know yeah like just somebody dedicated to you yeah. y'all i'm here for you to listen to to learn about you and to make you feel better like, they're gonna that, be a better a listener feeling. than your boys no offense usually but yeah usually. they went to college to learn how to exactly. listen exactly yeah. they're pros yeah i would recommend that i to never anybody. had like as deep as good of an experience as you guys and the thing people always tell me is you didn't have the right person. They weren't yeah, the right match for sure. And so for maybe sure. that's true. Maybe it, you do, it, it, do it a little. Uh, I've been I've been through. Oh, I've had some shitty therapists. <laughs> I've had I mean some dudes that were just like, 
you know, like I don't go to therapy to meditate. And I had, you know, I love, I love the idea of meditating and making that intentionful. But I've gone to a couple therapists that are like we're gonna meditate. Today. You, you use no, that's uh, how I'm here. Men, mm. men, men, yeah, that's how I'm here. Ma- male therapists always. Uh, no, no, no. I I prefer women therapists because I found that uh, they have a little bit more of a connection to the part of me that's missing uh, and needs help, which is the softer side of me. I'm fucking, ri- you know me. I'm fucking rigid, hard, cold, calculated to an extent on certain <laughs> things, and I need that. Like Mike warmth. is a serial killer. Yes, correct. What? <laughs> yes. He's I'm a got, serial killer. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but true. He's like, oh. I'm cold. <laughs> I'm calculating. No, no, but I just Bro, need that warmth. You said I need that, that warmth. Shout I out. thought you were talking about me. <laughs> oh. I forgot his name was Mike, yeah. too. Oh. I'm the only Mike. I was like, what No, I know. What did I do? He goes, he goes, he's like, he's like, how did they know? Why did you laugh and just stare at my boy then? I was like, what? No, I said, what? I said, what? I said, what? Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, I just realized. He's like, I hit the bodies on the top of a mountain for no reason? <laughs> Calculated, by the way, is not even anything that I am. So that was a mis- complete mistake. Well, you can't just say adjectives about yourself yeah. that aren't true. I'm working on it with my therapist. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the female. I never had a female. Like I said, it's just like imagine having your imagine having someone that's Easy a little bit more motherly. <laughs> yeah. In the office. When's the last time you feel like you had a crazy amount of fun? Damn, this is fun. Crazy amount of fun. Today podcast. This has been good. It's been good for sure. <laughs> Crazy. You came to Puerto fun. Rico. I can't believe it. Oh, man. You got him. I'm trying to think of like, I can think of a lot of times I have fun, but like crazy amounts of the last one. Um, I did this long bike trip this summer. That was pretty good. Is it all physically intensive? <laughs> I'm talking about fun, Mike. Yeah, I don't know. That, that just seems to work for me. Man. Road bike? Road bike? I do gravel biking. What in the fudge? Gravel biking is. Uh, in between road and, and mountain. Hybrid, yeah, hybrid. It's basically, it's basically made for dirt roads. <laughs> got it. If you've got gravel, it's like in between the dirt uh, and the road. It's a bunch of gravel. <laughs> oh, when's yours? Maybe I'll jog something. My fun me. thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were supposed to do... <laughs> Well, that we're, doesn't sound very fun. Whatever that God, one. Uh, I was supposed to, no one in this room. I would have had, had an answer. I would have had... It. Last night, we were supposed to put a... I ordered these mini top hats off Etsy <laughs> and there's these frogs that are in Puerto Rico. And when you drive up to them, they freeze. And so I want to put this miniature Etsy top hat on a frog and take a picture of it. And that in my mind, that sounds so fun. <laughs> and we were supposed to do it, but it didn't happen. Why didn't we do it? Uh, we ended up just not. Can we do that tonight? Yes. All right, we'll and we can go to the beach. Especially, especially yes. if you look at it as so much fun, then you should do it. Cause I went amazing. on a ride. I went on a ride at Six Flags maybe like two weeks ago that goes uh, like this, mm. but way high. It's called the uh, Lasso of Truth, Wonder Woman Lasso of Truth. It's in uh, 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 like Napa Valley, California, mm-hmm. and it went so hot. This is like a big boy fucking ride, like yeah. crazy shit. And I was on it with my brother in law, and uh, we were just flying through the sky. My feet, my little stupid flat smashed potato feet, were just dangling in the air, and I was making sounds like this. Whoa! Yeah, you can see those things from the ground. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, 100%. And they said that actually there was so much surface area on my feet that it was slowing the ride down. Bro, did you go to Cedar Point? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <sighs> Millennium Forest, dog? Uh, Come on. Uh, that place is nuts. The Gemini, Top Tail Dragster. Top Tail Dragster. Top Tail Dragster was underwhelming. I, I, I disagree. I fully, yeah. I, I was thrilled at the That's top. That's the one that What's just the launches one they had, you, right? Uh, 
there was one other one. Maverick was it the Maverick. The Maverick. There was a Maverick. There was a Jet. There was Gemini. There was a. Um... That, that's your name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where yeah, you got yeah. it? I'm the, I'm the Maverick. Your point, no, right, yeah. bro? <laughs> no, that's where they. No, got they, it. they made it after. They made yeah. it after. It's after you. Yeah, he's showing. Fuck it's yeah, right. It's you after- got it right at Cedar Point. You made it. You made it. Holy shit! We could do a whole episode on uh, theme parks sometime. What's your, yeah. what's your relationship with <laughs> Dwight? What are those horses doing here? <laughs> Two of them. What's your relationship with weed? The good old fashioned Mary uh, J. I don't have much of one. I stopped smoking maybe 10, 11 years ago. Okay. And uh, occasionally now I'll take a um, very low dosage of an edible. Mm. Um, I'm talking 2.5 milligrams. Oh, very would be, low. Would be the top I go. Why even take it? This summer I like got back from Everest and from the retreat. I was like, it's like I'm going crazy. That. Maybe I'll try that <laughs> this summer. Because I, cause I, I had the whole summer. I got a house in, in uh, Michigan. Mm. I was like, I'm going to take the rest of summer to do nothing. I was like, maybe I'll try doing that again. And then the proper dose, like, you know, last time I smoked, I was like doing bong rips and it's like, uh, uh, it was a different thing, you well, know? But, so you yeah. have at one point been pretty pretty involved and invested? In it was like something I would do once or twice a week. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. never heavy in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Too do, much. Do you feel like, you've met so many people and had so many experiences because this, this path that I, I can kind of, I see you going on now, mm. I think is going to yield a really like a uh, vast wealth of knowledge that you're going to be able to share like you want to one yeah. day. But do you ever get overwhelmed by how much is out there, how vast the world is and how grand this planet is? There's a, there's a word called Sonder. And it's it's second new word of the day. Sonder. It's beautiful. It's uh it's a, it's a pan used to fry onions, by the way. I think. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 a phobia. It's basically oh. the a fear that you know this it's a realization that there's seven billion people on this planet, each with a life as vivid and complex as yours. Mm. It, I get kinda caught up in this weird like existential whoa, the world is so Great, and I want to understand all people and try to live as many experiences as I, as I can and do all these things, but it's it's a lot, and and you're living it, mm-hmm. and a, a few people in, in the world can 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 go and do these experiences, but sometimes spreading the takeaways is is really hard because fitting all of it into your brain is overwhelming. I find. Yeah. Um, I, I had that. A few years ago was I don't really have it anymore. Um, I don't know if part of that's the the like the retreat stuff hmm. where it's like or maybe it's just I think another part of it more than more than that is like it just touring. Hmm. Like I toured for, for basically ten years. <laughs> and so it's sort of the mystique of travel is left. And, yeah, I, is that, and I've been to some of the, sorry, just to wrap up yeah, to, yeah. that point, but hang on to what you got. Like you go to some of the same places twice, you know, like I've been to the Grand Canyon and I've been like, yeah. and then went back there two years later and just felt in my head and like depressed and like, and it's like, oh, it's not the fucking place. It's me. And wherever I go, Charlie's coming. That motherfucker. You know, and it's like, uh. 
so that sort of rearranged my goals a little bit. Mm. Um, I met this guy. Tell me what you were gonna say. No, no, I was, I was gonna say, yeah, branching off of that is what I'm talking about. It maybe it's that first impression that is the is the thing. Well, I think it ties into your other thing of you're always working because, or work, let's not call it work because I know it doesn't show up as work for you. you. You love it, yeah, and I got that. I try. You love make you love making the content, yeah, sharing. It's a, it's a blessing for sure. You love it. The never turning that off, like it's endless. Mm. What you could capture, and mm. ch- like mm, mm. those may be connected. Whereas, like if you did turn off and <laughs> see what was there, there might be a there might be a new peace of mind, like you were saying, yep. or comfort yep. from just being here. Yep. You and that be might be something you bring with you everywhere, but uh does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're ne- you're never gonna get all the exp- all the human experiences possible. You can't live them all in one life. Mm-hmm. I know. You know? Yeah. So I, go ahead. I do understand what he's saying though. I actually recently had a higher level of that. I started having FOMO of people from the past that I'll never get to experience. <laughs> Like I'll never have a conversation with like historians. People Pilgrims. Change, like the way the <laughs> what? Pilgrims. Pilgrims. No, but for real, not even not even as a joke. I would love to go back in the time and understand why they made their decisions the way they made them. Uh, what was their theology? Why did they believe it that way? Uh, why sh- did they play games that way? Ask him. Are you you're religious? No, I'm not part of any religion, but I definitely have like a a spiritual part of my life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is there is there a certain part of the country that you feel you relate to or connect with more? Midwest. Midwest. I'm from Michigan. I love Ohio. I was telling Caleb earlier. Walked across Ohio, and a lot of like when my career was starting, a lot of my first shows were there. Sick. So I definitely connect to like there, um, the the like the mountains yeah. in Colorado, cool. and for sure, like the East Coast. I feel like I'm like this is like. Slightly different than what, what, do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that exactly? I don't know. No, exactly. No, no. I can't put my finger I'd on it. I love you to tell when me I go in to, a bad way or not like they're better or worse. I feel like I don't. I'm, I feel like I'm on a different wavelength when I go to Boston. And that's where wavelength. you're from. Yeah, yeah, just my mic's from New Jersey. Do you feel bro. that though when you go to Midwest? The mic's, mic's of from course. Maine, the, 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 yeah. the, the place that gave me a, a, a visceral fucking feeling immediately. Was when I landed in California for the first time. Saw the coast of California. Saw the mountains run into the sea. Saw Big Sur. I th- that place changed my life forever. Big Sur. Saw the saw, saw the palm trees. Saw the how did it change your life? It, it gave the 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 land. All I remember saying to myself was, "The landscape is dramatic. It's a dramatic landscape. When you drive down the four hundred five, the big fucking hills with the houses, big houses on top of them. Everything's big and." You know, uh, uh, extravagant and 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 Big. you know the beaches are are <laughs> wide and and you know it's just like I don't know there was just something about like that Pacific air and the Pacific Ocean that just like spoke to me and I was mm. I was there for one day and I was like I'll live I'll live here for the rest of my life. Mm. It was just it just struck me mm. like a like a ambulance that runs over a patron. <laughs> you ever been struck <laughs> by an ambulance? No, just in general. In life, street fight. Oh, in a fight. My last Lightning. fight was in uh was in high school. Did you win? Fuck no, that's why it's my last fight. 
Yeah. He beat my ass. Yeah, I got my ass. I wrote a song kicked. about it. <laughs> I got my ass kicked. There was this kid named. I learned from it too, man. Hopefully to bob and weave. Then. I learned. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. I learned there was this Both kid. Takeaways. Don't get. Into I that. was like, for whatever reason, my where I grew up was very diverse, uh, but sort of like in the way the friend groups cut out, like sort of self segregated. So it was like, you know, the Jewish kids, these kids, and the black kids, whatever. My friends ended up being the, the black kids. I was, for whatever, re- whatever reason, I was in that clique. And there was like, I felt like, I don't know, like I was like the guardian of how like, I'm like 14, 13. Like, like I, I'm like the expert on how white people should relate to black people. Yeah. A purveyor of the culture. <laughs> That's what I thought I was, like fucking idiot. And this kid, this new kid showed up at our school and he was pretty big. He was a white kid and he wore, I remember he used to wear FUBU. Oh. And I hated him yeah, because spies. I thought he broke one of my rules. Like, you're not allowed to wear that. Right. Like, it's my decision. Was it, know? by the way, was it just FUBU or, or was what about South Pole? Like, uh, uh, I'm sure he had all that going on, it, you know, it, but it. it was just like. Can I, I made. Can you elaborate I, why he shouldn't be wearing this? Because I have no idea. Why. Fubu was a brand called For Us By Us, yep. and the us was my understanding African American, and he was a white guy wearing it. And like I said, I thought I was like the gatekeeper of. Got that. it. Got it. Got it. It's anyway, so funny to hear so you guys' experience. This is I the had first this time judgment. This is a big of, thing. I had this judgment about this guy, and I never spoke to him, bro. I was like, "Oh, this guy's full of shit. He's fake, all because of <laughs> what he was wearing." And. uh as the school ended one day, I was walking, <laughs> and I remember I was just like, I was looking for trouble. Everyone was leaving school, and I was walking the wrong way, and I locked eyes with him. He locked eyes with me. It was crazy. We just were like a like a tractor beam. We just went. He was like, "What the?" F-? He was like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" And then he pushed me, and like I went to push him back before I even done. He hit me five times in the same eye. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That's so many times. Bro, bro. Like, what were you it. doing? What are you looking at? One, two, three, four. Dog, it was <laughs> quick. It there. was quick, dude. I got a black eye. I was. I got suspended. We both got in trouble. You got suspended for getting your ass kicked. Yeah, I was fighting. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying yeah. to, you'd even swing back. I was trying, but it didn't work out. He got Listen, smoked. I got <laughs> smoked. Was like, you're a pussy, kid. That's <laughs> seven days. Yeah. Don't come back. Seven days for you for beating him up. Eight days, and you need an extra day to think about what you did. I found out that like all my all my judgments about him were completely wrong. Like he came to our school because he got kicked out of last school. He stole a car. Like he was from he was from like a really tough and like he was actually really hard. This kid was hard. <laughs> he was harder than all the people yeah, you were trying bro. to protect. He said he like you're gonna f- learn today, and he did. He was hard, and he beat the shit out of me. And I just realized, like, I, I like look. You're you're like a real fighter and shit. So like, well, he won as much fights as you actually. So <laughs> <laughs> you're a real fighter. <laughs> George got him, bro. George, George fires back. Boo, boo, boo. We only have like one joke that we ever say. It's like the same one over and over. But that was timed very well because that's and sadly he hasn't learned his lesson yet as much as as much as you, bro. Anyways, bro, I went to a gym few times, like enough to know that like. 
you before I thought like if you're strong, you should be scared of that per like that guy looks big. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then you yeah. go to the gym and you realize like you have no idea like the guy can look however he looks Don't and matter. be such a good fighter. And so you just never know. So I just decide like, bro, like <laughs> if I can avoid fighting, probably do that. Yes, you know? For sure, if you yeah, can. Yeah. You know, obviously like if if it's some situation where like you're in danger or like a loved one's you gotta gotta defend them yeah and probably knowing how to do that's not a bad thing agree but uh that kid had that fire you know bro. that fucking fire that Dude, look you just for, missed fighting you should have seen it in his eyes mad about that's what i because we know what you were mad about like what was he on his <laughs> like he was walking he's like you know what fuck this kid bro. Bah, bah, bah. with the multi-punch that kid yeah, why was he so upset with you right off the rip? I was like, I was set too though. Oh, 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 bro, I felt it. Okay, it was like we're if, fighting. I see, I and see, we I see. barely. Well, even it spoke. could have been the fact that you looked at him like this. Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We just, but he was looking at me the same way. It was crazy. Bro. Did you guys debrief? I saw him again one other time. Like and you walked yeah. away. <laughs> he was cool. You know, after you fight someone's times, you're like you, you're like friends after. Yes. yes, yes. Weird ass. He definitely knows. Weird ass it is. masculine. Yeah, it is. Hundred percent. And then you like respect the other. Yeah, it's guy a respect thing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're stupid. We're primal fucking males. Like, yeah. Yeah. isn't yeah. it so weird how right after all of a sudden you you like. Everything drops off, and you're like, "Yo, man, like, you know, everything I said about your mom, it's, like, we, I we had back, to get it out. Like, yeah, like, why is that? Why yeah. is that? I don't know. It's, just a, it's a respect thing. I know, that. like, yeah, I, for I have sure. a lot of my closest friends that are till this day were from beat your ass. Fight. Yeah, <laughs> no, not even, not even as a joke, like a legit, like we would beat the fuck out of each Damn. other, and then we would relate. It was kind of like you step up to the plate. Yeah, I, if you beat my ass in a fight, I have more respect for you. But if I beat your ass, I'm not like, yo, fuck this kid. I'm like, dude, honestly, I respect you for even fighting. For back. fighting, yeah. It's, it's yeah. it takes a lot of guts, dude. I've gotten my ass kicked so, and I say that it, it sounds really funny, but I've gotten my ass kicked so many times that I'm the most dangerous person because I'm not scared of getting my ass kicked. Like I've. I've been there. It mm. hurt. I see what you're saying. But I, I'll hey, you, tried to fight both, you. you tried to fight I'll both island boys. I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that have never been and in the, the fight. Manager. Yeah. You tried to fight the island boys, man. And the manager. No, well, no, I was very calm with them because, you know, it's not. But, like, but <laughs> like you get, keeps... you get, nah, bro, come on, bro. Like, no, absolutely not. Am I going to be, I was sitting like I was talking to my mom on Christmas. I watched the. <laughs> like you were doing yeah, a the... 60 minutes interview with yeah. Barbara Walters. I was like, tell me how you feel. There was zero threats in this situation. But that's how I said Were you sitting like this? No, I did. I, I watched the footage because I was dying. Like, like a fucking like, statuette in a garden. But a lot of... I, I, I don't, I, if you ever punch somebody that's never been punched in the face, it's actually the funniest reaction. They get hit and they're like... Wait a second. I was not expecting <laughs> to feel like that. 100%. 100%. Dude, it, like, it's so funny because this is, this is their face, right? Yeah. Yo, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh shit! Now, luckily, I grew up with Middle Eastern parents. So and, you got and punched in the I, face, dude. Off. My first time I ever got hit in the face, I swear to God, I was like, oh, Santa oh Claus? that's nothing. That is absolutely mm. nothing. So I got abused by my father. I just want you to think. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> is your therapist open around six <laughs> yeah, p.m. later? Yeah, is she? Is she? Uh, she I need help. Evidently, George, you like fast food? Nah. I right, won't well, rock with it. We got Popeyes outside if you want some. That was the wow. worst. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Rain on your parade. Well, gentlemen. you shouldn't like fast food. It's bad for you, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to eat I it. I love Popeyes. 
Yeah. That chicken sandwich. What did you eat? It's good. Oh, it tastes sure? good. It tastes good. There's no denying that. You're, you're so healthy. What the fuck? Hey, man, I'm getting older. Skin bro. looks good, too. The, yeah, the sprouts. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, got you're sprout? Uh, uh, the, the, the supermarket. Sprouts, the store? You got to start sprouting. You do fish oil? Yeah. <laughs> you I like to get oil? your omega-3s? How do I sprout? Okay, you get a, it's the easiest thing in the world. It's, you get a mason jar. Too you, much already. You get a mason jar. <laughs> no fucking <laughs> shot. I wouldn't even. No shot. You said you said you started this. You started this. You have a mason jar. No, a man named Mason. You have a mason. Listen, you get a mason jar, and it gives one of those screen tops on it. I get it for you. You put the seeds in two tablespoons. They soak overnight. The next day, you rinse them out, and you rinse them again, and then you leave them tilted like that. You do that twice a day. It takes about 15 seconds each time. And for broccoli sprouts, six days later, they're done. And they're like, the problem, if you buy them from the store, I mean, it's not a problem, but they, they've been dead for a day or two to mm. get, get mm-hmm. to the store yep. at least, right? But these are like, you grow yourself. They're still alive. Do you alive. grow yourself? Yeah, fuck yeah. I got Green eight thumb? jars going. Green thumb guy? No, I just got sprouts because oh. it's easy. If I have to get a garden, I'd like to get a garden, but you eat meat? I'm not there yet. I have Somewhat, Pickle, not much. You like pickles? I love pickles. So do I. I don't yeah. know why. Dill pickles. What the? What is this question? We, get, we question. like to get into like a, yeah, the end of the show. Do you prepare this? No, we usually get into what's like rapid fire at the end of the show. <laughs> it's just kind of our pickles? thing, dude. Yeah, pickles. You you don't have yeah. to drive a. Taurus, Anyways, the sprouts, bro. The research on these things because you're an athlete. Yeah, that's why I'm like, especially I want to look young for a while. The research on these things. <laughs> For broccoli sprouts, you can sprout all sorts of shit, alfalfa, garbanzo, lentil, but broccoli sprouts is crazy. I, I love crazy. Gar- I love gardening. I really do. I want to I want to grow old and have a really nice garden. Yeah, and That's I'll great. and I'll do I'll put sprouts in there now. Sprouts can be inside and they don't need sunlight. They're so easy. Wow, it's inside, no sun. Wow. All yeah. right, I gotta give it a shot. Just the jar. It? I'm sorry. Do you drink the water? Or what yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. No. You, so it's got a screen top, right? So every day you're just you're essentially keeping the seeds wet. Okay. And then you rinse, and it drains out. Imagine this has a okay. screen top, so all the water comes out. At the end, you know, it's just like oh, you just oh, you get just, from the store. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. do you drink the water or something? No, 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 no. not the water. You, you, you eat, eat the, the sprouts. sprouts. You eat the sprouts after you after they soak in the water. Yeah. For oh. an a, the way I understand it. Is like the sprout is to the broccoli sprout is to the broccoli as the stem cell is to the regular cell. These are like babe, they're packed. They're packed. So with this nutrients. is superfood. This is a superfood. Got it. So you know, traditionally you'd sprinkle some sprouts on a salad. I'm eating like a That's salad right, yeah. of sprouts. Oh, sprouts. Yeah, sick. Yes, sick. dude, you're a fucking legend for that, bro. Just eating sprouts, growing and eating. Oh, they're great. Be honest. They feel good, man. When you eat them, I think they feel great. I think you got a lot of things figured out. I think you. I don't. I don't know if you feel like this, but I think you got a lot of things. More than out. I did before, for sure. But not yeah. all things, man. Yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah. They suck. You guys inspire me, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about this uh, therapist thing. A yeah, female therapist. I, I'm telling you, you. Sh- I mean, for me, bro, like women are just easier to talk to. Yeah. And I, I feel like I can open up more to to you know, like my mom, and mm. maybe than I can my dad sometimes. Mm. That's not true, but but <laughs> but I I can open up to both my parents. But in general, like, yeah, I think you should. Yeah. You'll be surprised with the results. Uh, is there anything else before we go that you want you want to mention or, or or plug or ask questions to Aussie man? Anything? Um, I want to thank you for having me on. 
all three of you guys. Of course, bro. Of all course. you guys behind the camera. Caleb, shout outs. Kevin. Um, my goal, or my hope is that the, the conversations is of value for, for us. I know I'm taking something away from it, but also for everyone listening. So if, if that's the case, I thank you in advance for, for that. And uh, um, I don't know what else I got to add. I think if we, they had to pray we for you, to, what would you want them to pray for? <laughs> that's a great question, man. I would say peace of mind. I'm going to make a little list here. It's my Christmas list. Peace of mind. Um, that I learned to be a great partner. Uh and that I'm of uh that I help others experience transcendence. Mm. And what I mean by transcendence is like a moment where your normal life uh, a moment that cuts through the mundanity of your normal life. Mm. Mm. You know those mm -hmm. moments like whoa. Mm -hmm. Uh if I can as much as I can help other people feel that. Love. That's great. Put those three in. If you pray for me, if you pray for me, those will be it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Mike Posner, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming hey, on. thank Paul you, Super guys. Of course. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Hit that subscribe button. We love you, and we will see you next week. Take it easy. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.